finally get to OT3. And they give me the secret materials, which you've been hearing about all this time. They're handwritten by Hubbard. You have to keep them in a locked briefcase. Be very cautious, because they've always said, if this gets out, it's dangerous to people. You can actually do them harm if they are not adequately prepared. And I read it. What? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm down for the self-help stuff. I'm down for, okay, I can be clear. I can, you know, I can get rid of those, the negative emotions. But what the fuck is this? Hello, I'm L. Ron Hubbard. Hey, uh, Ronnie boy, what, what does the, uh, the L stand for exactly? Well, the L stands for Latavius. Ah, uh, that doesn't sound right. That sounds like the Minnesota Vikings running back. Latimore? No, that's not right. Labricashaw. I know it's Labricashaw. No, that's, 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 I mean, that's, that's unique, and I think that'd be cool, but I don't think it's right either. Ladanian? Ladanian Thompson. Tomlinson, that's what I thought, too. Oh, yeah. oh, no. no, no, you're not Ladanian Tomlinson, that's league? for sure. I know it's something French. Uh, let me search the notes of Zinu and do an auditing session of myself to figure oh, out goodness. what this L could stand for. Uh, La Brea? Uh, no, you're not a tar pit. Oh, you're old as one, but you're not... Uh, yeah, that's not it. Latissimus Dorsi. Ooh, that's a good one, but no, no, it's not. Oh, damn it, Tom Hardy. Your beautiful traps fucking <laughs> flushed my body. Oh, God, no, I have that on tape. Uh, Just like all the auditors. Lafayette. Oh, that's the one. Lafayette. Lafayette. Ronald Hubbard. In this week's episode of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast, featuring the Dr. Ebenezer Benito Sanchez. So, so that one wasn't even close. I don't even know where Sanchez came from. You dirty son of a bitch, you are. <laughs> you dirty Sanchez. <laughs> this episode is going to be dealing with the religion that I founded to evade taxes. Uh, Scientology. Wow, damn. It gets kind of heavy, doesn't it? Yeah. So, kind of admit a lot on that one. Yes, I do. And I find Tom Cruise very sexually attractive. Him and his deviated septum. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like I could, I could straighten him out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you can straighten something out, Adam. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, so with that said, everybody, please make sure you continue to like and subscribe to this little whippersnappers <laughs> podcast. And make sure you come into the Hollywood Reading Center to uh, get your free auditing session and stress tests with personalities, whatever the fuck they're calling it now. Please, for the love of God, do the first thing. Don't do the second thing. I repeat, do the first thing. Do not do the second thing. Bye, Dianetics! Scientology killed them for going back. Yeah, yeah. Back. Back. You know he died of a heart attack. <laughs> they fed him that cheese, goddammit. <laughs> so, no anyway. one asked him to eat that poorly for so many years. <laughs> the fucking Luther. Yeah. Fucking the cheeseburger with all the bacon and the fucking egg and what it was, a fried chicken lasagna <laughs> in between two Krispy Kreme donuts. Hey. Yeah. Salted chocolate balls. How does that sound? So, so, so much chocolate, salted balls sticking in your mouth. Sticking. 
Damn, Eric, I'm surprised how you know that fucking old there song. Go. There you go. All right. Um, anyway, so party check, check this out. All right, I do it with a request. Anyone out there, double check. Let me know what the Luth, what's on the Luther. Let me know if I got it right, because that was totally like... Because if, if it is, I'm going to celebrate by getting a Luther. So, wait, before we <laughs> start recording completely, so I told you guys about that sponsorship thing. They haven't hit me back up yet, but... Wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. We should probably try to get sponsored by the social, the uh, the socialists. Sci- sorry, by the Scientology <laughs> channel that we dope. Yeah, dude. So like, legitimately, we, we we came across at the house the fact that we have the Scientology channel. Like, we had no fucking clue, and so we just turned it on and then started watching it, just kind of fucking around with it for a while. Fucking, um, I think most of what we watch is either on Netflix or like DVR, right? Yeah. Because even if we're going to watch something like fresh, like, you know, we're going to watch it when it comes off, we're going to wait 10 to 15 minutes and then we're going to start it so that we can just fast forward through all the commercials. Oh, okay. That's smart. You know what I mean? And so what would happen is, what would happen is every time we were like, all right, we're done with that show, turn off, you know, uh, delete this recording. Yes, it would automatically go back to the Scientology channel. And really? Because we never actually changed the channel. We just went to the guide, set up where we wanted to record. And what then, cable do you guys have? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Dark TV. Dark TV. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's probably why I don't, I'm like I don't think I saw that on my fucking uh, Spectrum lineup or whatever channels yeah, and yeah. shit. But we just came across it, and it was like after I sent you guys a live stream. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the yeah, text, they have it on YouTube. There's a live the stream text, of it. The text that I sent you guys is a live stream of it, and it is fascinating. Do it they is, have commercials on it, or is just no commercials? No, the no only commercials. commercial that pops up is the by the by Dianetics. The yeah. Yeah. Okay, so and the commercial is badass. It's like a volcano exploding. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you remember those yeah. from the '90s, like late Fuck night TV? No. What are you talking about? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is my first memory of Scientology. Is I remember like I. Since I was a little child, like, I could never sleep at night. So, like, I would always be up watching late night TV, watching all the infomercials, watching all the fucking Richard Simmons fucking workout DVDs. Hey, he did his own episode. Yeah. Do an episode yeah, on that's him. true. Tybo. I remember, like, when that shit came out first. Like, late night TV, you, you learn all sorts of crazy shit, right? Fucking Billy Blanks. And I remember there would be, like, a fucking Dianetics commercial. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, just, like, Scientology from the world-renowned L. Ron Hubbard. And then it'd be, like, all these people giving, like, their testimonials. Like, Scientology saved my life. Scientology gave me superpowers. Scientology did this. Scientology did that. And I remember looking at that book, and you're right. Like, it had, like, this, like, big old fucking, like... Montezuma fucking uh, volcano just exploding or yeah. whatever. And you're like, holy shit, either this is the greatest movie ever made or I fucking need to read this book. And I remember watching it and I remember, you know, like like you'd watch like those infomercials like about pure moods. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you'd be like, we accept all major credit cards, no CODs. And then it'd be right. like that blue screen with call now, you know, yeah. and uh, you can order it. And you'd always expect to see that screen after you see saw that commercial. But you'd be like, Buy now at your local bookstore. Yeah, yeah. For four ninety five, and I was like, "Holy shit!" They're legit. They're in. They're in actual four ninety five. That's yeah. cheap. Yeah, no, yeah, in like ninety six. Yeah, the Clinton years yeah. then. Well, yeah, because they're, <laughs> because they wanted everything was good, including right. book deals. Yeah, everything was fucking cheap. No, but yeah, because they wanted you to get the book. That's how they got you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 overproduced, like that infomercial look where it's so overproduced it looks like it's underproduced yeah like it, it to- totally goes all the way around that is basically the entire scientology channel 24 <laughs> 7 dude like the actors that they fucking, picked uh-huh. oh my god that's my favorite part because a lot of it revolves like have you felt lost in your family like have you ever felt the loss loss of a loved one have you ever lost a job have you ever been unhappy and it's like yeah dude that's like part of, of being human yeah, yeah. And then, the, like, they always show, like, a grieving, like, yeah. mother in a hospital. I'm sure you saw that commercial. Yep, yep. 
I was like, damn, that's good acting. That's all I kept <laughs> thinking. Have you? No, no. My real question is, have you seen the music video for We Stand Tall? No. Watch no. that shit. Stop Who's everything you're it? doing. Pause this podcast and go YouTube that. It's their official fucking um, music video for oh Scientology. God, Did really? you know uh, Beck is a Scientologist? Yeah, he, really? lifelong Scientologist. Really? What about lifelong? No, his whole life he's been a Scientology. He was born into it? Yeah, he was born oh, in. I don't think his mom shit. was a Scientologist. His dad was for sure. He didn't know his dad. Somebody well, was. because Scientology <laughs> stole he his dad away. He grew up in like an old school like punk like revolving door house Scientology. somebody in his family though like yeah because okay. i was, I was reading grandma that. <laughs> grandma beck grandma, grandma beck, beck is a scientologist <laughs> Not mama but anyways so uh as people might surmise we're talking about scientology today that's right not l ron hubbard i think l ron hubbard by himself could probably get like his own fuck well i mean we touch on him obviously we don't touch him but I like, hope not. Yeah, no. I mean, he look. Wanna... Have you seen what he looks like? I was talking about earlier. That dude has yeah. the worst fucking teeth ever. You know what man. though? He kind of looks like that guy that did Hustler magazine. Oh, Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you're right. He yeah. looks like Larry Flint. You're L. right. Ron Hubbard. Google. Larry oh my Flint. god, the L stands for Larry. Larry. <laughs> Larry Flint. Ron Hubbard. Uh, Larry Probably Flint. the same Ron guy. Hubbard. Did we do any research on that? <laughs> Are you the same guy? I never Are seen him the in the same guy? room. That's right. Never seen them in the same room at the same time. Holy shit, Larry Flint. Ron Hubbard. I can't fucking believe it. We've got this. God damn! Actually, that's not true. The L, as as I think we've we've established. Well, they're both they both have headquarters on fucking Hollywood Boulevard. The Hustler fucking store is right. on Hollywood, and if you go oh, down the way, shit. the Big Blue Building of Scientology is that. Have you guys true. ever been to the Big Blue Building? I thought you were gonna say, "Have you ever been to the Hustler store?" And I'd be like, "Yes, many times." <laughs> really? This- why? <laughs> By dildos? Yes. I don't understand why. Lube. Uh, don't you have internet? I. <laughs> I had a buddy. Sometimes you want to shop in the store before years, you buy. Years, right. years ago, side, side note, years ago, Blue. me and a buddy of mine, uh, <laughs> we went to, uh, I, I was tagging along with him and his wife and a few other people, and there was, there was like maybe four or five of us, and the two of them needed to go to, they were going to get something at, at the sex store. I don't know if, I remember if it was for them or if it was a gift for someone else or whatever, but we, we go in, whatever, we're in Palmdale, so you know, it was only the most high class of fucking sex mm-hmm. shops, you know what I mean? Um, and I go to the back while my buddy is um one my buddy steve is is like paying for his shit and uh there's like a bargain bin of dildos <laughs> that's so I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you like a bargain bin and so i was looking through it i was ruffling through the bargain bin of dildos and i found the biggest blackest veiniest dildo i could find. was it in the package or was it like no they the were package? just kind of there they were just kind of like flopping oh, around God. out there yeah i don't think that place is this this was a, this was about a decade ago and this place was i'm pretty sure it was going out of business then like yeah it reminds um, me of like one of those sticky hands that you get like and yeah, then like right? and like i just picture like all this fuzz all over it because you know those sticky hands like attract like all the fucking dirt and yeah, lint yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i just picture like this big old huge floppy <laughs> thing with like all this lint and crap on it and it dog was, hair it wasn't quite like that but like it wasn't that far off either so, but anyway so I big up. I, I grab this big black veiny uh, dildo, and I and I. I'm at the back of the store. I'm at the back of the store. Why is your mouth watering, Eric? <laughs> you know what? Good memories. Good memories. And then, oh. no, I I called up to Steve at the front. I say, "Hey, Steve, Steve!" And he 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 like perks up and he looks back. Yeah, he perked up and he turns back and he looks at me from the front of the store. And we're at two opposite stores. Fucking people between us. I have yelled loud enough that everyone's looking at me. And I hold up this fucking dildo in my hand, and I just go, "You're not sitting down tomorrow, baby." And Steve just fucking shakes his head, turns around. The cash, the cashier just was laughing her ass off. 
um, I heard someone say, you know, kind of put that down, kind of a thing. I think it might have been like a magic or something like that. I gotta imagine though, like you have a bargain bin of dildos, like that shit gets played with on a regular basis. Yeah, oh man. yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, asking for like, trouble. I was not the first, and I was not the last to do something like that. I'm surprised that, you know the fucking I mean? clerk laughed. I'm sure she yeah. heard that like that fucking joke like a million times. Oh, already. oh yeah. Oh, I don't so you must have like excellent delivery. Oh, on that. that's oh, like the whole sure, like yeah. when someone's card doesn't go through at Target. And must, be like, free. must be free. Must be free. Like it was your eyes. Like it was not an original joke. Now that you guys pointed out to me, some dude right now somewhere is lifting it up. You're not sitting down tomorrow. But you know what? It was funny then. It was funny to us, <laughs> goddammit. Sorry, man. Eric. Let's anyway, be free. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. Speaking of free. Scientology. Speaking of not being able to sit down. Yep. L. Ron Hubbard. So, um, <clears throat> the founder of this quote-unquote religion, <laughs> or cult we're going to be talking about, is named L. Ron Hubbard. I think Wait, the, really I, quickly, what is? how do you distinguish between the two, between a religion and a cult? Oh, there's a fucking excellent quote about this. Um... A cult? No. Oh shit! I'm, I can't remember now. Oh Fuck. my we god! We can come back to it. You don't have to say it right now. We could. Hold on a second. Do we, we need to come the, back? Uh, we okay. can record a the cult, intro. A cult is a fucking dude that fucking you know it's bullshit. It's made by a guy you know it's bullshit, and he's still alive. And uh, religion is is the guy's dead. The guy's dead. Oh, so, so all we got to do is kill, kill L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard is dead, it so it is. It's a religion. Well, we L. Ron Hubbard and Tom Cruise. We gotta kill them both, okay. and then it will become legitimate fucking religion. Okay, but then okay, so it is a religion uh, for tax purposes now. As of nineteen ninety three, yes, it is a religion okay. in the United States, but across the world, uh, different countries have not called it a religion. It's more of a pretty much a pyramid scheme. Because I mean, um, okay, I'll start it like this. Then instead of getting in, into L. Ron Hubbard, um, you go up to most Christians, you go up to most like uh, Muslims, you go up to most fucking Jews, you go up to most Buddhists, you go up to most Sikhs, you go up to most Hindus, and if you ask them, hey, in two minutes, explain what your religion is, and you know they can give you the basic beliefs and breakdowns in two minutes, and you you'd have a full understanding. Like, oh, okay, that's what Mormons believe. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what a Muslim believes. Oh, okay, this is you know the basics of it. If you go up to somebody in Scientology, depending on what level they're at, you know, there's levels quote like literally levels uh-huh. to the Scientology shit. Depending on what level they're at, they might not be able to tell you everything that there is to know about Scientology because you don't know the full yeah full because they call it, it's called OT8. That's the highest level. Yeah. Um, wait, you but, don't know you don't I mean, know everything until you get to that level, and you have to pay as you keep going up these levels. You have to keep paying so and paying and paying. Think, money. think of like the uh, um, the Masons in that the, the the higher level of a Mason you get, the more secrets of the Masonic yeah. lodge and, and whatnot. Yeah. The Masonic traditions and whatnot you get, fucking that's how that's how Scientology's run. Except for the fact that somebody fucking talked, and I'm sure somebody got stabbed yeah. in the side by Romans. <laughs> by Fucking, Rowan Rain. Yeah. Um <laughs> It was a very ineffective. Bobby Lash has got a fucking killer spear, man. I like the way that oh, he yeah. fucking flips out of it. Anyway, um, speaking of dildos, <laughs> big black and veiny. You sure do yep, know how to admire gay um, things. Big black and veiny. That's uh, Bobby right, Lashley. Ahead. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Continue. No, what I was going to say is yes. Is the, the reason why this is such a suspect religion is because in order to get further on in this religion, you have to pay into it. So anytime you go to church, like let's say you guys are going to go to church later on today, like the good Christians as you are, or Catholics in your yep. your view, you know, you go to Sunday Mass, it's free to go there. It, you go to take communion, it's free to do that communion. You go to confessional, it's free to do that. Yeah, you could put, you know, an offering in the offering plate or what they call tithes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but all that just goes to, you know, doing outreach, you know, you know, the food pantry in the church to pay the light bill for the church to, you know, pay the priest, you know, basically, you know, to, you know, make his career as a priest. But the reason why churches are tax exempt is because they're considered a charitable organization. The majority of their funds go, you know, to you know, this building that offers, you know, all these services, you know, feeds the homeless, you know, helps the sick, helps the poor, um, you know, provides, you know, you know, a free, you know, place to go worship, basically. Right. It's, it, for the most most part, you know, it's it's by di- by donation only. Sorry yeah. about that. My computer made a little cute noise. <laughs> uh-um. But for Scientology, everything that you do, you have to pay for. Right. So if you do an e-meter test, you have to pay for that. And if you do, you know, if you're trying to go up a level, basically it's like graduating a class. You have to pay for that class. Now, the same services that you do differs upon your income. So, like, let's say you're Tom Cruise. You're making fucking $20 million per picture for the right. new fucking uh, god-awful, you know, Mission Impossible movie. Your e-meter <laughs> test that you're going to be doing. By the way, those aren't going to stop until fucking Tom Cruise dies, which will never be happening because he's Scientologist. He died anyway, at the end of this one. Don't spoiler. He's Lestat, dude. He's fucking eternal. You don't even know that. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Man. I saw the first one. The first Mission Impossible was dope. I was gonna say back back to uh, the uh, Lestat vampires. Wait, we gotta like you know whatever you gotta do. You know however you feel, dude, about about guys. That's cool. You know you and Lestat <laughs> and Tom Hardy. You're right sure and, to light up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, so depending on your income, so if you're Tom Cruise and you make twenty million dollars per movie. Your your little e meter test that you do, your little auditing session, is going to cost a lot more than uh, Art, who works, you know, for an automotive company or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like he pays twenty thousand dollars for his e e meter reading test, and Art will pay twenty dollars. But you you have to you have that's, to every that's day. That's kind of how the Mormons do it. Ten percent of your income goes to whatever your ten percent of your total annual income is. You, that's what you pay. Oh, it's mandatory. Well, it's. It should come out of your heart, but yeah, yeah. But see, that's the difference, though. Yeah, because I mean, most Christian religions believe that ten percent of your tithes, you know, most well, yeah, Christian I mean, religions. But the the Vatican, you know, you don't get walls made of gold from like, you know, someone's paying for that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah. The but, Pope Mobile don't run on fumes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but my whole point is, it's all voluntary. If you if we were to go to to Catholic Church with fucking uh, Eric today. Like, we're not going to be forced to pay this. Scientology, you have to pay for this. And if you're a Scientologist, you have to every day do at least two and a half hours of fucking, you know, Scientology work Mm -hmm. that you pay for. You know, so um, it's mandatory. Whereas, you know, you can go to church one month and not go for like two years. And it's not going to matter to them. You know, it's just at will kind of thing. But when you're in Scientology, you have to be there. You're pretty much a slave to this religion, quote, quote unquote, religion. So um, with that said, do you want to start at the beginning, Eric? Uh, how, how, how beginning? Beginning as in? Let's uh, start with the, the main. This is, this is kind of where like, so when I, uh, c- coming into this topic, I was kind of an outsider. Because mm-hmm. I never thought um, Scientology was that crazy compared to other religions. I think it's some of the some of the other things that like kind of happened towards towards the end of my research where I'm like, hey, that is pretty strange. We'll get into those, I think. But I, I didn't think for the most part, and I still don't think that the origins of it. I think that's where we're gonna start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think the origins are that weird. To me, compared okay. to other religions. Yeah, yeah. Because religions, to me in general, are kind of like that's fucking weird that you believe that. Okay, it's so, like a game of telephone. So let's start with the the beginnings with L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, man. so. <clears throat> First and foremost, let's, let, let's get one thing straight. Um, as as was established in the intro, uh, Lafayette, Ron Hubbard, uh, who can 
Lafayette. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna go download that song after. Right, so fucking awesome. Um, he's a fucking science fiction writer. Yeah, he holds the fucking Guinness Book World Record for fucking most thing most. Uh, books published yes. which is like almost about yeah. 2,000 books so in the history of fucking made up stories no one has made up more stories and got them published <laughs> yep. than L. Ron Hubbard Battlefield and, Earth though that shit's dope <laughs> <laughs> fuck you I mean, you, mean, you mean Dianetics? Uh, no not that one sorry. oh not that one oh, okay. sorry sorry Scientology um, that's not a good book so the thing that okay so so here's the craziest thing about it. we can talk about it. L. Ron Hubbard had kind of a a, a torrid past where he he may or may not have tried to duck out on military service and he may or may not have done a bunch of stuff but what's fantastic is um his official biography when lined up side by side with his the facts the actual facts <laughs> like yeah he was out at sea but you know he was fucking um you know fighting off you know fighting for america and doing all these great things and you know, like, and really, no, he was just evading taxes in international waters or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they I mean, paint him in a really that's heroic all, way. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. And so, but, Captain but everything, everything that he did in real life where it was just kind of fucked up or just kind of mundane, the official story makes it like tangentially huge. You know what I mean? It's almost comical. Right. Not almost, it is comical yeah. because, okay, so he grew up in Montana. So he's basically yeah. this this child. And his, his I believe his father. <laughs> like most people. He's, yeah. He's, no, he's basically this child whose father was a Navy captain. Yeah. And, you know, he would travel the world with his dad, basically. And um, he got to see, you know, places like in, um, you know, in Asia and, you know, just random places across the world. So he had all this, like, world experience that, you know, he legitimately had. Now, he would start adding to these things like, well, I was teaching the Mongolians, you know. Was, from the start, he's he's playing up these stories and, you know, everything's grand. Classic Everything bullshit. is uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, snake oil salesman basically yeah. and so he's like I taught the Mongolian seven different languages then we went to you know Africa and I taught rhinoceroses how to walk on two legs and you know you talk to most Scientologists now and they're like oh my god you know he was such a prodigy you know yeah and so in um, in the 40s uh, he you know be, goes into the Navy and he gets his own ship which he's a captain of and um, he does all this crazy shit like he starts like ordering all this ammunition to sink yep. a fucking log Yep. And then he fucking thinks he sees like a Japanese um, submarine or something like that, and he just keeps ordering more and more and more ammunition to try to you know sink it. And it turns out it's just a fucking these magnetic rocks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's fucking being this this wasteful motherfucker, just you know ordering all this fucking ammunition to sink logs, sink fucking rocks, and he gets in trouble because he he starts shooting at this uh, Mexican island or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he gets dismissed from his post Don't because technically it was well yeah. because technically he was attacking a foreign uh, uh a sovereign nation's property yeah like he that, like that that much less have started wars you know what i mean yeah and he's he's, he's just fucking around um thinking that he's doing grand things and he gets dismissed and he gets you know just kind of pushed to the side but this is just in his in his official timeline he has been doing all these grand things and this is just the start of him kind of getting pushed instead of to the side and down up and up into greater things because he's that guy like you said teaching the mongolians all these different languages and doing all this shit he's that guy that we all know that it's like hey you know i went to a concert and like i hung out by the back door and i happened to see you know i happened to see the lead singer and he shook my hand of the band you know whatever the fuck and then he's the other guy goes oh yeah that's nothing me and kurt cobain back when we used to the go out for drinks you know yeah when we used to go out for drinks or whatever you know and then uh you know morrison that was a hell of a guy to talk to and like fucking how old are yeah. you right 
Except I remember when ACDC's bus broke down in front of our house, and then we had to party with them for a weekend. Right. Except yeah. he would keep trying to one up himself, yeah. and he would keep trying to one up his last story. So it wasn't like he was trying to one up anyone else. He wasn't trying to. There was no one to compete with. He was just for whatever reason. He was a chronicle. He was a chronic liar, yeah. basically. Which so would make him a great fucking writer, but anyway. which he was, which yeah. he did, because he he used to write Pulp Fiction, and so they would get paid a penny per word, and so he, he that was his whole yeah. thing. Is like he yeah. was like, I got to make more money. I got to make more money. So he would write story after story after story, just trying to chase a dollar, and that's pretty much the narrative of L. Ron Hubbard is he's just money hungry, uh-huh. and so. When he gets discharged from the military, he tells everybody that he was blinded by the sun. He had yep. a broken back. He had yep. all these health problems. But when the official uh, medical records come out, he basically just had very mild arthritis, and I believe it was like sin- sin- sinus sinus problems, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mocos one day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what there was. And- he had a sore throat. And so um, when he gets out, he moves to Pasadena with this guy called Jack Parsons. Which. Uh, that, what, that name rings a bell. No, dude, this Jack is why. Parsons is, oh my God. This, this is why. Jack, Every, go okay, ahead okay, tell okay, me because okay, so I can't stop thinking about that name. Scientology might be crazier than anything Jack Parsons ever did, but Jack Parsons, like just the man to the man, Jack Parsons is more insane than L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, really? Okay, because yeah. that name rings a bell. Is he from Val Valley and Thor? Is that, where do no. I know that name? No. No. We'll, you know what? We'll get into Jack Parsons later. <sighs> okay. No, we're going to do it right now. We're because... do, well, well, in depth. We'll do, okay. fuck, we'll do a Jack Parsons episode. Yes. Fucking, oh so Jack God. Parsons is, he's this quote unquote brilliant man who helped found the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. No, so, he didn't help. Oh, I think he did. He did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's where I know him from. And yep. there's craters in the moon that are named after him. Uh-huh. So he's this quote-unquote brilliant scientist, you know, that has done all these, like, great things in science, right? Philadelphia Experiment. He ties into Philadelphia Experiment. He, yes, he was part of... And he's yeah. also... You guys, do you guys know what that is, by the way? Yes. Okay. Okay, I don't, but I'll find out, I guess, yeah, later. Yeah. But that's but, fucking crazy. So this is crazy, too. He's actually a follower of Aleister Crowley, and he's the leader uh-huh. of what's called the OTO, which is the Ordo Temple Orientis. Uh-huh. And what they did is they used to do black magic in his mansion in Pasadena. Now, L. Ron Hubbard was his assistant during this time, and they had this thing that was called Babylon... Um, Babylon waking, awaking, and it's this sex magic ritual where they're trying to basically summon the Antichrist. Yeah, and so they were both him, um, Elron, and Jack Parsons. They were looking for this redheaded woman, which is, um, I believe, in the Book of Leviticus or Revelations, where it's this redheaded woman's going to give birth to the Antichrist. Right, and so they're looking for this redheaded woman. And so, long story short, is they find this redheaded woman, and Jack Parsons kind of like you know is trying to you know you know get her to do this this sex magic ritual and as he's doing this l ron hubbard comes from the side and steals jack parsons yep. girlfriend and he gets married to her and they move out right yep. and so this is the the basically the mother and the father of scientology now uh, now now the the blood the, the blood sex magic like it is exactly that like it is a whole lot of fucking freaky ass sex in front of a bunch of people and it's all videotaped it too well, I know. It's, all, it's all videotaped it is uh, it is rituals where, after having sex, you know, eating cakes that are made of uh, menstrual blood and uh, other things, and semen. just like all and semen, yeah, and just all sorts of like, and this is this is a guy who is 
See, that's not that huge. He he is a huge (laughs) part. He he is the jet propulsion laboratory. Like he's doing all sorts of drugs and drug experiments, experimentation. He's a an amazingly genius engineer, and we got to do a Jack Parsons episode one of these days. Oh yeah, Yeah. he's just yeah. His story is just insane. And the funny thing is, is too when they're trying to do this, uh, Jack writes Aleister Crowley during this time period, and he's just like, he keeps writing him over and over again. And he goes, hey, I got this assistant, um, L. Ron. He's this this Navy, you know, captain. He's telling him all these lies. Yeah. whatever and um the story goes is alistair writes him back one day and he's just like this guy's full of shit yeah get rid of him yeah and so and like you he, know how i feel about alistair crawley like i love that guy yeah so, and so if, 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 if the craziness that is alistair crawley i think did we do an episode we did about? an episode on let's redo it because that episode was bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to know that one so uh if alistair crowley's crazy ass fucking denounces your ass yeah. you know you're yeah. just so fucking wrong with you right there it's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. The, the the kind of shit that that he is telling. Because again, the whole time, this is kind of where he's starting to chop his uh, to uh, to really work his craft. Is that he's he's really refining these stories by telling Jack Parsons because he's in he's in almost this cult. No, oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. It's a cult. Yeah, it is a cult. Yeah. And um, so he has listeners. He has people that are that are really you know paying attention to what he's saying. And, and you know the head of the cult, you know Jack Parsons, who has mm-hmm. you know. Uh, direct ties to Alistair Crowley, who who wrote letters to him as dear you know dear father and stuff like that, <laughs> you know <laughs> listening to him right, and uh, so he's he's able to like tell the stories and see what works and what doesn't and how much can he get away with and how big can he make his persona, mm-hmm. and I, I I think it was I think it was with Jack Parsons it might have been right after that and this is going to be where, where I started but I think you did a very good job going back over all this I think this is the point in time where. Allegedly, he's overheard saying, "You know, writing writing doesn't do much for you financially. The real money is in religion." Yeah, no. He told he tells the girlfriend, you know, yeah. Jack Parsons' girlfriend. He goes, he goes writing books. You know, yeah. and at this time, he's the world record holder for the most and, published and I books. See why he would think that because Oscar Crowley's like was blowing up. Mm-hmm, his right. whole thing is like his fan base of like following his religion must have been making him a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you've got these two influences right here, and he goes, you know what? The the real money is not in writing books, getting a penny. Basically, they got paid a penny per word. He goes, the real money is not in writing the this fiction. The real money is starting at your own religion. Yep. Because his girlfriend, which later on became his wife, said, you know, he can you know write as much bullshit as he wants, get as much income as he needs, and the government couldn't take any of it away from right. him. And so that becomes the whole narrative of Scientology up until 1993. So basically, it launches in about 1950, and they get for about, what, 93? So about 43 years, yeah. they're, they're not paying any taxes when they should be, and this becomes their whole groundwork is that, you know, the IRS is fucking the devil because they're taking right, away right. our money. So um, with that said, you know, at this time, he's living in Pasadena. He moves out and moves to Hollywood. Um, and you know, rents mm-hmm. a trailer out, and he starts writing, you know, uh, you know, fan fiction for you know various like magazines and stuff. And this is when he starts working on the book, which would become Dianetics, is because you know he the reason why it really got started, the book of Dianetics, is because <clears throat> he was trying to get more money from the VA. Yeah. You know, he was already on VA disability, and at the time he he was writing them saying, you know, oh, you guys aren't giving me enough money. You know, I've had all these medical problems. I have a broken back. My eyesight was, you know, you know, fucked up from being out there on the sun all this time. You know, I have the developments of skin cancer. I had like just he was just making up all these. One, one of the one of the guys that that's that's the 
fucking asshole that ruins it for everyone else because he's trying to steal from the VA, essentially. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so they're not giving it to him. They're like, no, our records indicate you actually have impeccable vision. Yeah. Like, on record, they show that, you know, the best vision you can have is, tw- or no, the perfect vision is 2020. He actually has better vision than 2020. You know, they're like, the only thing you really have is, like, you know, mild, mild arthritis and, you know, you have cyanitis, basically, which means you sound like me yeah, you have a yeah. stuffed up nose all the time basically <laughs> you know and so um or deviated septum or something so he's just like no we're not giving you any more money and so he just goes crazy and he goes you know what i'm gonna heal myself and so he's like yeah. he starts thinking of these ways you know it's basically like what the new day says he starts thinking the, the power, power of positivity, positivity. yep pancakes says, baby that's what's all about exactly and so he starts you know thinking like okay you know, if I just, you know, remove all this negativity out of my life, you know, I can start to heal myself yep. because that's what's bringing me down is all this negative energy in my life, all these negative people, all these negative friends, all these negative influences. And so he starts writing Dianetics, the modern science of mental health. And it starts off as a self-help and a self-healing book, which focuses on, you know, the analytical mind, which we all basically right. use right now and focuses also on the reactive mind, which is basically thoughts that form you know your personality based upon traumatic events so if you were in a car accident anytime that after that you know that trauma of being in a car uh, car accident and crashing you know and hurting yourself affects your everyday life it affects your ability to you know go out there and talk to that hot girl affects your ability to go out there and get that good job further where they're like that starts before you're even born so like if your mom yeah like has a stressful day you're mm-hmm. gonna have a stressful day for like the rest of your life yeah exactly and that's and, and i think it's important to point out that dianetics is not scientology it is the groundwork for it but it's almost like this is the secret and then like 20 years later we're gonna make a religion around the basic tenets of the secret but this is all of the rituals all of the you know the different levels all that that's not in dianetics in dianetics is just the mindset and kind of the guideline it's not it's not it, i wouldn't even call it the bible of scientology it's no. like just a really detailed pamphlet into how to exercise the mind and how to it's basically um, your foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what Dianetics is. It's basically how to you know clear your mind of all this negative thoughts yeah. process. How to basically how Elron Hubbard uh, took it is like how to go in and get that tra- trauma in your life, mm-hmm. remove it out, and see where you can go from there. It's basically. Right how to become more confident, how to yeah. go out there and, you know, go to that job and get, you know, that good paying Having job. trouble with chicks, read this book. Exactly, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> that's how they package it, too. And so um, when he releases his book, he finally gets what he wants. You know, his book starts to take off. You know, it's skyrocketing on the charts, you know, the New York Times bestseller. And it's right around this time period that it gets released, I believe, in 1950. That sounds about right, yeah. That, you know, this is like when um, the whole um, counterculture is uh, taking effect. People are getting sick of being put in, you know, these ticky-tacky houses. Everything's the same. Everything's Ozzy and Harriet. They want, you know, new thought processes and stuff. And so it takes off because it's a part of this whole counterculture um, revolution that's going on. And from that, you know, he starts to gain this popularity. He starts to see like, oh, you know, I can tell people anything and they'll believe it. And that's when he starts implementing what's called, you know, these auditing processes where, you know, you hold what's called an e-meter. So you're basically holding these two cans. Yep. And what it is, basically, it's one third of a lie detector where it starts to send, you know, electrical volts to your body. 
and it reads, you know, your responses. So somebody will ask you a question. So Eric will be asking me a question. I'm ask holding these two, these two cans. And he's looking on this reader that's going back and forth like this. And if it goes this way, you know, it's, it's a positive thought. Yep. If it goes this way, it's, you know, it's a negative thought. And so and Jacob, Eric will you, ask me a question. Jacob, do you, do you have uh, homoerotic thoughts about uh, Lestat? Not Lestat. And I, that do you have homoerotic mine. thoughts about The Rock? Sometimes. Oh, the, the, <laughs> Tom shift the eyes for a Tom, second. Tom, Tom Hardy's traps. Do you oh have, my god! Do you have homoerotic thoughts about Tom Hardy's traps? Maybe. <laughs> Not as shifty eye anyway, as the rock. Okay, though. so we're seeing so we're seeing the 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 e meter flying all over the place as we're asking Jacob these you questions. You ever want to know the truth about someone? Ask them a deep question, but stare in their eyes when they're asking. Them. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. But anyway, so this is the part of the auditing process where, you know, somebody will ask you a series of questions. And sometimes they'll ask you those questions over and over again, yeah. and they'll record these thoughts. Now, it's similar to the way Catholics, you know, do their confession. You go yeah. into the little booth, you tell the Except father. Except that will make you hold two fucking Yeah, two soup cans. Horns. And plus the Catholics come in willingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you talk to, it's like, it's like confession, basically. Yeah. So you tell the priest all your problems or whatever, and the priest says, go do like 10 Hail Marys, and that's the end of it, right? They're not recording it. They're not, you know, storing all this knowledge. They're not videotaping it. They're not, you know, have it on, you know, tape or anything yeah. like that. They're basically just there for, you know, therapy or whatever. So, but what Scientology is, is there's someone taking notes. There's someone videotaping it. There's someone doing audio recording yep. of it. And then what they do is they store it. Yep. And not only that, but they're, they're not just talking about it, but they're, they're asking you questions. They're not like in, in, in the Catholic confession, it's like, you know, what do you confess and whatever I'm feeling guilty about, I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. Like, no, with the, with the audit, homie's fucking asking you questions. Homie is fucking prodding. Hoping, like you said, he is just repeating the same question over and over again. It's that whole thing like, tell you why, are you why are you crying? Why are you crying? I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? I'm not crying. I'm not crying. And so they just keep poking you. What did they do something like, and poking uh, you and poking were you a bad you. son? No, I was a pretty good son. You're... Why were you a bad son? Yeah. No, I was yeah. a good son. It's pretty You're much like son. interrogation, like son. when they're trying to get like a confession out of because somebody. Oh, I guess I was kind of they a bad want son. You to, uh, they want to get the deepest... Like, the, the stuff that you're going to tell them right off the bat, you're probably going to tell anybody right off the bat. They want the shit that they have to work for. Yeah. They want the deep down, dirty, ingrained shit. They want that fucking Tom Cruise dirt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say that, like, they come that out of the church. That dude is fucking blackmailed as fuck. Oh, There's yeah. no way he's No, not. John Travolta is blackmailed Yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. That, but yeah, a lot of people, they come out of it, though, they say that, they, yeah, they, sometimes after a while, because auditing, you have to do it every day. You have to serve at least two and a half hours every single day. Yes. And if you miss it, you have to make it up. So some days you have to be there for 10, 36 hours if you, you know, fall out of it. But they say, like, eventually you just give them what they want to hear. Like, you're not even telling them the truth anymore. You're just saying it so that way they can just have it down. But then they record it and they store it so they have all this blackmail against you, like John Travolta, like yeah. Tom Cruise, like Leah Remini, like all these celebrities. Like Chef from South Park. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's, they, like and they the rock, do the just rock fucking. Scientologists. You guys know that? Don't you fucking, you're smiling. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob just looked down for three seconds as this shit. <laughs> Need a new hero, everybody. Yep, that's it. Uh, but, but it's, and it, so they know the fucking worst shit. They have it on fucking record. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you are, you have signed the fucking confession. You have, you know, you confessed to killing Kennedy. It's fucking done. You know what I mean? Fucking, that's how they got Lee Harvey Oswald. Fucking, he didn't do it, but he, they made him confess Scientology style. That's it. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Fucking, Was he a Scientologist? 70s? Mm, could have been. Maybe. Yeah, could have been. So, this is taking off in the 50s, but like all things that are fucking, you know, niche, 
it fucking falls out of favor for something else, like the pet rock or the hula hoop or something like that. Yeah. And so L. Ron Hubbard Curses L. Ron it, Hubbard's it is the only hot religion right now. It is L. Ron Hubbard's only fucking weakness, the pet rock. Yeah. And so <laughs> it falls out of favor because it's basically like a fad, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, this is kind of bullshit. And so he's scrambling. He's like, What the fuck? Like, okay, I had this big thing. I had fucking, you know, magic in a fucking bottle now. I need to recapture it. And so Dianetics, he Built upon it with this religion, which becomes Scientology. By the way, can I just say from the uh, one last thing in the auditing? You know, a lot of people said that they come out of it and they're feeling better. You know what I mean? Because all it is basically it is it is it's an aggressive therapy session, but it's still a therapy session. Like because it is Freudian. That's that's what Freud used to do in his therapy sessions is do that, and that's basically all it is. It's like it's like if I'm having a shitty day or something, or if I have a lot in my mind, or there's a lot of things that I need to get out of my chest or whatever, nothing feels better than to talk to a friend about it right. or talk to someone that you trust about it or someone you quote-unquote trust. Yeah. So basically, this all this was happening was just people was just like, they had some stuff on their mind. They just need somebody to talk to. You know, they could have paid, you know, a shrink, you know, a couple thousand dollars oh, yeah. to do it. Or, you know, maybe they should have just talked like a yeah, family yeah. member or a friend or whatever. But not everybody has those in their life. And so it's all these, to me, in my opinion, it's these people who are lost or gullible or right. seeking something else. And they go, you know, talk to, you know, this, you know, Dianetics, you know, auditor. And they talk to them. They get it off their chest. And they're like, boy, I feel so good. Because the way it's packaged is it's just like we're going to take all the negativity out right. of your life. Right. And you become this new focused being that's able to do anything. And you're coming out. And you're saying all these things that you would never would have said to anyone ever before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'll tell you right now, when I come on the podcast, and the first time that I admitted my fetish for barefoot midgets that are smoking <laughs> while popping balloons and cuckolding you, fucking, <laughs> I, I, I felt uncomfortable saying it. But you know what? After I left, I felt like that there was a weight lifted off of me. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the auditing portion of uh, uh, Dianetics and Scientology is not necessarily a bad thing on the surface. The way no. that they push you to the point, it, it, the, constantly getting pushed, to the point that you have to say the, the stuff that's like way deep back to repressed. Maybe the way they do it, it could be a little, little little more tactful, but it's still a good thing to get that stuff out there. Now, when they keep fucking pushing you to the point where you're lying just to get stuff out there, that's fucked up. The amount that they push and the amount that they're aggressive about it, that's fucked up. And then everyone that's recording and the the... It's kind of one of those things where isolated, it might not be so bad, but the role that it plays in the larger fucking story of, of Scientology, oh... Fuck, it's fucked. You know what another red flag is, too, is that one of the first lines, I believe, of Dianetics or some kind of publication, um, one of the screenwriters that was on the documentary that I was watching on HBO called Going Clear, oh. um, it says, don't believe any of this, but if it works for you, keep on going. Right. And anytime you start, if you were to read the Bible and it started off like that, like, don't believe any of this, wouldn't you think, like, oh, okay, this is just yeah, a big yeah. bag of bullshit? I yeah. really think that about yeah. the Bible. But I mean, more explicitly, though. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think that? Yeah, I guess. Or let's say you're you're reading Green Eggs and Ham or whatever, and it started off like that. Like, would you like? Would if you base your whole life around it, Green Eggs and Ham? No, if it's ever the bed, like, I, no, I don't know, I don't dude. Don't what the fuck are you talking about, man? Base it on anyone's. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? I I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't even know why you gotta say that, dude. Green Eggs and Ham is fucking. I read it every night. <laughs> it got me through some hard times. By, by the way, I do I do pray to uh, the High Lord Sam I am. Fucking <laughs> do hop hop hop. <laughs> one two not, one fish not, two not, fish blue fish. That's right. Did you guys already get into what? By the way, some some hind like, that's just a that's just a uh, mis mispronunciation mispelling. That's supposed to be Sam I am. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Every every October thirtieth. Fucking that's what we're celebrating. God damn it. Um, what are you guys doing for Rosh Hashanah? 
I'm listening to listening to Rush Hashem. What the fuck's bad name? Rush. God damn it, that you mean one Rush? fell. You're probably no, thinking of Rush. Rush. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of Rush. No, no, I'm thinking of yeah. Well, anyway, whatever. Uh, so go on, continue. <laughs> All right. So he develops this uh, this religion called Scientology, and like I indicated before, I mean, there's this thing where it's called the OT levels. Now, um, it's actually called the bridge to total freedom. Yeah. So. Your beginning stages is, you know, you're just taking all these auditing sessions. You're trying to, you know, become what's called clear, which means clear of all, you know, negative thoughts. They get, you know, all this trauma that's in your life. You're trying to clear yourself of that so you can become an operating thetan, yes. which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, they, they abbreviate <laughs> as OT1, OT2, OT3, OT4, 5, 6, 7. And apparently 8 is the highest. Uh-huh. But, you know, some celebrities like Leah Remini says, you know, they, they once Elron Hubbard died and David Miscavige took over, they started creating all these other levels, too, that came from ancient scrolls or whatever. It's just a bunch of, of bullshit or whatever just to get you to pay more money. But once you get to OTA, which is on record is the highest level you can get to, you get on a, <laughs> a sea vessel and you read these handwritten notes. <laughs> you read this story of basically, you know, the Earth's creation. Now, every religion, every civilization has a creation story, whether you're, you know, the the Yokuts Indians or whether you're Christianity, whether you're Buddhist or Sikh or whatever, you have this yep. creation story. Once you get to OT8, you basically get to read the book of Genesis, you know, how the world came to be. So <laughs> and a lot of people, once they get to this level, they say, it's this is where they check out you know it's just a bunch of bullshit once you've yeah. paid you know the thousands or sometimes millions of dollars to take all these classes take you know just to, to move up these levels or basic you know basically or whatever it's basically like graduating with your doctorate's degree and being told you know hey this is just a bunch of bullshit you yeah know? so basically what you learn at ot8 is the story <laughs> Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. so let me. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna pick this up right here. Now I want you guys to imagine this. All right, <laughs> let me, let me build a picture in your mind here. All right, take, think about this. All right, I want you to take Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I now, like it. Okay, sold. I want you to take Thanos. Okay, they had a child, and then that child got dropped into a Clockwork Orange. Okay, <laughs> this is Zenu. All right, so. Zenu is a fucking, uh, he is, he's not necessarily referred to as God necessarily. No. Um, he is sort of the creator of our world, but he is not a God in the sense that he is the one and all omnipotent being. Um, he, uh, uh, he was the ruler of a, con- uh, a galactic confederacy that uh, roughly 76 million years ago. So this is younger than Earth. All right, mm-hmm. Earth has already been around for a while uh, by the point that Zenu is coming around. Um, this is like 26 stars and 75, 76, 76 planets. And Earth, or Tigyak, is one of those 76 planets. All right. Now, these planets are all overpopulated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about uh, the average population per planet is... All right. So, we're, we're freaking out because we got, what, 7.5 billion people on Earth? The average planetary population is one, 178 billion people like it's kind of overpopulated you know what i mean yeah um, also evidently the, the 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 galactic confederations uh civilizations these people like all the people on all of these planets they're roughly fucking 
humans from the 50s and 60s like they're wearing the same clothes they're driving the same cars they have the same basic technology they're they're bipedal like they're fucking they are people they are these space beings on all these different planets just happen to be human roughly caught in the technology of the 50s and the 60s 75 million years ago Uh uh-huh 75 million years ago Uh uh-huh um like star wars how the fashion's all 70s yep yeah very similar except that except that they're driving around and fucking not as uh, good uh, Cadillacs, Dudabakers, yeah, shit. yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so Zenu has all sorts of enemies, um, and he is—he's uh, taken out of power, right, by by various uh, other the government agencies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By Shield. Um, and so what he's and so what he's going to do is like as his last act, like as he's getting out of power, what he's going to do is he is going to get rid of the excess population. He is going to... The world is overpopulated. He is going to fucking take out everyone that's not necessary. Okay? So he rounds up all of these fucking people. And the pretense is that it's for... And I shit you not. 75 million years ago. 20... Or 76 planets. He gets all of these people together on the pretense of a fucking income tax, inspe- tax inspection. <laughs> yeah. He gets them all in because Alvin Hubbard, Hubbard fucking loved money. All right. So, yeah. so Zenu's coming in. You know, he's calling up. You know, hey, this is the IRS. You know, we need you to come in because we need you. We need to look over your taxes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what the fuck does he do? You know, what? The, of course, what the fuck does anything happen to any time any of us goes into an IRS office, right? Fucking we get frozen in a mixture of uh, ethylene and glycol. <laughs> Alcohol and glycol, right? We get frozen, all right? So billions of hundreds of billions of people from all of these planets all over the galaxy are frozen solid. Xenu, in his last last uh, great act, takes all of these people to this uninhabited planet, the one uninhabited planet called Earth, or Tzak, and he puts, he puts all of these... Uh, boxes of people around And mind you, he puts volcanoes. them in these, these airplanes with jet propulsion. Yes. That looks just like a DC-10, basically. Yeah, except it had, uh, it, it did not, or it had propellers, and it, uh, uh, yeah, it was a space DC, plane. DC-8. It was Douglas basically DC-8, just yeah. a regular plane. Uh, the DC-8 had fans, propellers on it, and the space plane didn't. That was, that's the big difference. It was otherwise a Douglas DC-8. Um, so he's, uh, yeah, alcohol and glycol, capture the souls. Um, he puts them in the spacecraft, takes them to, uh, uh, takes them to Earth to be exterminated. So he's he's not fucking around. Like he's trying to get rid of all this overpopulation. He he got them in through a tax scam. Fucking uh, he puts all these boxes with all of these bodies around volcanoes all over Earth, and then he <laughs> tosses H bombs into each of the volcanoes, right? Making the volcanoes blow up. Very futuristic, and it kills everyone that's in this this. Uh, uh, cryostasis okay now this is where a lot of people get it wrong a lot of people think excuse me that Xenu tossed the h-bombs into the volcanoes and then when the volcanoes erupted all the souls came out of the volcanoes and it had already been there that's not true Xeno basically you know committed genocide got rid of over <laughs> half of the fucking population of the fucking galaxy Thanos and killed them all but because of the way they had been preserved and the alcohol and the glycol the souls were preserved. And so the souls in, in an act that was not uh, uh, expected by Xenu were separated from the bodies. So their origin did come about from the, uh, from the volcano erupting, but they did not come from the volcano itself. And Xenu's people or somebody actually was able to collect the souls in electric ribbons. <laughs> These, 
these souls in these electric ribbons were pulled together into groups of thousands of souls. And each of these groups was taken to a cinema where for 36 days, the souls were forced to watch 3D images of just lies. Christ, the devil, churches, all of the religions, car crashes, hangings. And of course, this is, this is from uh, the culture uh, that Zeno was taking. All the, this, this, they're living in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. The they have, orange. They have, yes. exactly, exactly. Mm. They have car crashes. They have all of these horrific things that they're watching. He is just brainwashing the ever-loving Christ out of them. He, or into them, actually. Uh, he is, he's all of these, every possible religion and every possible atrocity that every possible religion is responsible for. Those are being shown, you know, children being murdered. All of this shit is, is popping up and it is being implanted for 36 days into these souls. And all of these souls as a result are brainwashed to the point that they think that this stuff is reality. And that is, that is the creation of modern day religion. And those are, those and souls are called Thetans. That is the point where we get Thetans. And Thetans now are basically... Push to the side. Um, they, uh, uh, oh, oh, I was going to say, I forgot, I forgot. All right, so the two implant stations, because they're being implemented, implanted with these false memories. Um, according to Hubbard himself, the man himself, they're located in Hawaii <laughs> and Las Palmas, which is in the Canary Islands. Yeah. Which I, I think uh, is, a, is a fucking uh, beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, okay, so along with all of these beliefs about religions and the world around them, he also strips away the soul's personal fucking identities. So they will have no recollection whatsoever of their lives before, of the galaxy that they were a part of, of the planet they were a part of, of the population they were a part of. Um, so they can't differentiate themselves from one another, from anyone else. So fuck, and fuck you know, the fact that I can't tell the two of you apart. I can't tell which one of you two is me, or if I'm here, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing, um, nothing telling me that, you know, I don't fucking know. I'm just part of a larger, I understand that I'm an individual, but I don't know how to individualize myself in the group. And these Thetans now are basically grasping on to whatever fucking uh, uh, individuals they can. So my soul is not necessarily the soul of a Thetan, but there's a Thetan attached to it. And so now as human population has uh, um, come up, the souls are, are the Thetan souls are t- attaching us to as individuals. Because they say so, that every time a baby is born, thousands of uh, Thetans, like yep. the souls of those uh, individuals, go into those those human bodies because it's basically like soulless it's like bodiless souls that are just floating yeah, around yeah. anytime a baby is born they like jump into that body so what the basic premise of Scientology is is you're clearing yourself of all these like these statements to become to find your true identity and that humans that we have a true identity yeah. that we're trying to get to and so that bridge to total freedom is is you're trying to strip yourself from all these basically alien beings that are trying to inhabit you these beings that Xenu yeah. has deemed to be you know evil and bad yeah. or whatever that is full of all these you know you know bad thoughts and um, you know traumatic events or whatever you're trying to strip yourself away to find your own true identity now Xenu he he wasn't killed he wasn't you know but but what the loyal officer said, well, by the way, did I mention that? The loyal officers are the group that no. uh, trapped Xenu and his renegade friends? Yeah, the loyal officers. Loyal to who? Uh, the galactic civil, uh, galactic government, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, all right. So they said, fuck it. You want to get all these people on Earth? Fuck it. You can stay on Earth. So they overthrew Xenu, all of his renegades, and they locked him away in an electronic mountain trap on Earth. 
or so many people believe. But people believe that he is on top of a mountain in in a trap in the Pyrenees. Still to this day? <laughs> to this day. Although. Get him out. Although. Uh, Hubbard does say at a couple of points. He doesn't say exactly where. But he does say that uh, Zenu is actually on an ancient Martian reporting station. Nice. Now, an ancient Martian reporting station doesn't necessarily mean it's on Mars. It just means it was ran by Martians. It could still very well be on Earth. And, it's in Bakersfield. And, and, that, and that cheeky bastard, Lafayette Ron Hubbard, decided that Lafayette decided to just say fucking, you know, oh, it's run by fucking Martians. You know, it's immigrants. Immigrants. They get the job done. You know what I mean? Fucking... Um, and so the Martians ha- are running a station somewhere, and that is where uh, Zenu is being held. Now, the Galactic, uh, the, the Galactic Federation, uh, Confederacy, the Galactic Confederacy, um, to this day, because of what Zenu did on Earth, or Tagik, or uh, Tagayak, Tagiak, whatever the fuck, I'm not going to get it right once. Like, it's going to change every fucking time when I listen to this shit. So the Galactic Confederation just abandoned Earth altogether. Because between what Xenu did and the fact that he's here imprisoned, the planet Earth is a prison planet. And essentially, you know, uh, we are a, a, pariah, a pariah prison planet is officially what the Galactic Confederacy refers to as Earth. We're the bastard um, planet right now. And it has also uh, been the, uh, uh, the recipient of several, several fucking uh, alien invader forces. Since the beginning of our time, which would have been when Xenu came in. Which explains the 37th yep. parallel, which explains crop circles, yep. which explains cattle mutilation and all that shit. Now, um, in, 1988, as in 1988, the cost of learning everything that I just told you for free, uh, $6,500 US. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll just take uh, like, you know, a fucking t-shirt. Someone, someone, sent, someone sent me a beer. A I'll take a like bean that, burrito you know from I mean? Taco right. Bell. I you had a, my first bean burrito like that, from right? Taco Bell in like two years. So I mean, you can slide me a bean burrito right now for telling you that that story that which would have cost an eighty-eight six thousand dollars. Six thousand would have cost Tom Cruise about twenty million dollars. Hey, we'll take now. We'll mind take you, burrito. mind you, the six six thousand five hundred dollars was to learn this story. That does not include the cost of all the courses you had to cake to get to the point to lead up to that to learn this story. Okay, is it more detailed so, than that? Or is it Cliff Notes? I assume these are the Cliff Notes. That's that's the Cliff Notes. That's the oh. Cliff Notes. But like, I'm yeah. sure there's some deep shit we're missing out. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, probably. But like but, I was saying earlier, though, once you get on this this cruise ship and you get to read these handwritten notes by Elron Hubbard, a lot of people who get to OT8, they're like, OTAs. what the fuck? They're like, what the fuck? Is this is this a joke? And that this is like where a lot of people start yeah. falling off. By the way, by the way, if you get to this level and you hear this story and you were taught these lessons and you do not believe them at the end of it, well, then you've got to take the fucking lessons all over again. You got to take the classes all over again. And you got to pay for and them. You got to pay for them all over again. I will say this though: there is this saying that I that I heard not uh, not too long ago, and, and it's it's that no one ever joins a cult. They start following a dude with an idea. They start joining a group that they can get behind. They can start, and so it's like. I mean, now it's just ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. now it's to a point where fucking, we're, you know, people have talked. You know, we, we know more about Scientology than we know about Masons. And they say this, but the reason why this was is because the reason why Scientology was so popular, you know, from the 50s all the way up until, you know, basically the mid-90s 
is because there was the, you didn't have a lot of information about it. They had all these sexy commercials. They had these books with volcanoes blowing up. It attracted a certain individual. And anybody that's ever walked on Hollywood Boulevard, you see like a free personality test or a free stress test. And you walk into this building, you do this auditing session. And like Eric was saying earlier, you know, you feel good after that. And so like, oh, if that if you like that, then why don't you keep trying this? Why don't you go up to this? And you pretty much get, you know, um, indoctrinated into re rethinking this whole way and basically what scientology is is a basic it's self-help at yeah. first it's a it's a way of betterment you know yeah. and, and they make you join the fucking space force yep. yes as or the sea org or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. space force sounds funny but but you know what and here's and here's the thing it, like you know yeah you do feel good and like you believe it you believe it and there are some people that are going to buy it all the way to the fucking top and like you said the people that don't buy it the people that get to Zeno and are like ah oh, fuck this shit has like what Tom Cruise ever gone missing for a long period of time like was he out in the sea for a while probably you know, he, oh he always has was the, the money there's he was no way to see but what I was gonna say was the people that don't believe it the people that get to that fucking point and they say fuck it i'm out well you got those fucking audit tapes and scientology is not above in the slightest saying you know what fuck your couch we got dirt on you give us money bitch mm-hmm. right like you you can go you can leave Sci- but only after we get all of your money scientology you know is all about getting to the dirt man like, and that's, that's it the and thing that's it that, like, and and the thing and the way and the them. thing that they do it that is so fucking smart and so fantastic in that horrible kind of fucked up way is the fact that they get all of the dirt right at the beginning before you have any sort of realization that anything's yeah. wrong before you before you've heard anything about Xenu, before you've had to go through any of the Dianetics, before you've had to give, you know, payment after fucking payment after fucking payment, after you have been ostr- uh, before you've been ostracized uh, from all of your friends and family, mm-hmm. before you've had to do all this stuff, you just are walking into a room and there are stories too of uh, like the, the the main Scientology building, them holding parties. Them holding parties, having a bunch of celebrities, you know, there, you know, music and big, you know, uh, lights out in front and the whole bit and the doors just being open. So anyone that happens to be walking down the street like, oh, oh, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then walking in the doors and like, oh, this, oh, here, have a drink. Oh, thank you. Oh, here, have some food. How much do I know? It's free. It's free. Oh, holy shit. Is that, is that John Travolta? Holy shit. Is that Tom Cruise? Like, and, and like myself, like I'm pretty sure us here. If we didn't see the big old Scientology sign out front, if all that stuff just started being handed to us and we saw those people, we would start being like hyper aware and looking around like what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's happening? What what you know, what are the red flags that yeah. are going up? You know, what are we you know, get the fuck out. Don't touch anything, don't break anything, get the fuck out. But there are some people that are just gonna get wooed in and, you know, are are gonna fucking enjoy it and like, you yeah. know, kind of think, I'm living the fucking life, man. You know what I mean? I'm fucking enjoying this shit. You know, I'm fucking. Here's my picture with John Travolta. You know what I mean? Well, you know, fucking, there's like all he's fat now, that, but come on, you know, fat and bald, but it's still John Travolta. People that go to L.A. because they think they're gonna make it in like yeah. the movie career. I'm pretty sure all those oh, exactly. motherfuckers are like, exactly. all I gotta do is join Scientology, and then I'm set because yep. they're gonna put me in a movie with John Travolta. There's well, a- that's John Travolta's story. Basically, is um, you know, he was this young kid, you know, who's trying to make it in Hollywood, and he had no confidence in himself. You know, here he is, this. I don't know why, you know, at the time he was this young, you know, good looking guy. Italian looking motherfucker. Yeah. He was very Italian looking. And so like he was this, they said he was like this lost soul basically. And then he found Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) He was was a Thetan. He was a (laughs) Thetan. Now now he's an operating Thetan. Now he was, so he was, he was looking for this confidence. And so he walks into that Scientology building, you know, he gets assigned, you know, uh, an auditor, which her name is Spanky. And her story (laughs) will come up here in a little bit. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. And so he, he, that's what, that, that is who I want. That is who I fucking want for as a, as a religious uh, uh, advisor. Yeah. As a a guru, like I, I am your spiritual guru, but I want Spanky to be my spiritual guru. So 
he gets indoctrinated in Scientology and he just starts landing all these fucking roles. Every fucking Band-Aid commercial, every fucking TV series, Welcome Back Cotter, Saturday Night Fever. He just, he's just on a roll. Anything he tries out for, he gets. And they say, you know, he attributes it to Scientology because, you know, it does instill that confidence in him. Yep. You know, because, you know, it clears all that, you know, negativity he's thinking, all those uh, self-consciousness that he has. It's telling him, you know, hey, you're this great person. You know, they removed all, you know, the bad shit out of his life. And so as soon as he starts getting all this, you know, fame and fortune or whatever and starts admitting all, you know, yep. the stuff in his life, you know, like there's this alleged, you know, that he's bisexual, he's done, you know, sexual favors for men in Hollywood, you know, to get the roles that he wanted to get. You know, as soon as he starts admitting all this stuff, Scientology holds all this information because yep. he has to admit to all of this, yep. you know, and they, they'll keep asking him yeah. until he actually admits it. Now, to make a long story short, his advisor, Spanky, is like, just becomes his... <laughs> His best friend, you know, she when she gets married, you know, John Travolta, you know, goes to the the wedding, you know, pays for the whole thing, you know, uh, they have she has babies or whatever. He's the godfather of their right. ch children or whatever. And so eventually, something happens in the church where Spanky does something that you know the elders they you know they didn't like. And so what Spanky spanked the wrong person. Yeah, she she spent the spanker got spanked. That's right. And so she gets basically put into Scientology prison, prison which is called rehabilitation. And so what they do is they disconnect, it's a term, they disconnect her from her family, so from her husband, her children, and she's pregnant at this time. Right. And she already has a baby. Right. Okay, and so yeah. the baby um, gets put, you know, somewhere else in the, you know, the big blue building, and she's over, you know, on another side of the building. Now, for her, she says that, hey, she's over here scrubbing floors with her tongue, you know, she's cleaning public toilets. She, mind you, she's not getting paid for it. She's having to work 30 hours on, three hours off. And so they basically, they just break her down, you know, like, hey, why did you fuck up? You know, this is what you need yeah. to do. This is what happens to people who fuck up. And meanwhile, her child is, you know, in this crib, you know, with dirty diapers, you know, piss all over itself, you know, eyes are like swollen shut with pus and being, you know, skin being bitten by fruit flies and whatnot. And so she sees this and she goes, wow, what did I get myself into? And all the while, John Travolta is saying like, "Hey, we're you know we're we're spanky yet. You know, where's where's my 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 auditor? I want I want to hear John Travolta. Hey, yo, we're spanky yet. I want to I want to see him do the fucking the 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 Vincent Vega meme or gif of him like looking around confused like we're spanky, we're spanky yet. And imagine that's what where he got that from that, that inspiration <laughs> that, that from in Pulp it. Fiction. That was it. That was that was not actually part. Of, that wasn't a scene. They just happened to have the cameras roll him while he was like, we're spanky. And I'm glad you brought up Pulp Fiction because remember that time period between Pulp fiction and whenever the last like good movie you released this all happened during that time yeah. period where he wasn't really relevant in hollywood anymore because he started to have a turn against scientology because he started to question like hey where's spanky at yeah and one of the films that he was getting ready to release he was just like well i, I need to talk to her you know like i'm ha about to have this big movie premiere and so he goes i'm not Earth. no it was way before <laughs> this and so he's just like, I need to talk to her. And so the church elders, they authorize um, Spanky to talk to um, him. He says, hey, you can talk to John, just secure, you know, a printing, you know, of uh, his latest film. So that way we can have a private showing here at the Scientology Center. Right. And so John's like, hey, yo, Spanky, where you been? You know, I need, you know, you know, I miss you. I, I haven't been able to talk to you. How's the family doing? And all the while she's talking to him over the phone and like two bodyguards are behind her saying, you need to tell him this, secure that copy of the film. Ask if we can sh have a private showing, and then you know that'll be it. And so you know John Travolta's talking to her, like, yeah, of course, anything for you, Spanky, you, you, your family, you yep. know, blah, 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 blah. And, he, 
And he's like, Spanky, we need to go out to get the family. We're going to have dinner. And she's like, yes, John, that would be great. You know, because she's trying to get the fuck out of this right, place, right? right. Yeah. And so the, the, the bodyguards are like, all right, hang up. And she goes, okay, I'll see, you. I'll see you tomorrow night for dinner. I'll get everybody. I'll make sure everybody's ready. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I've dropped off the print tomorrow at the building. And so as soon as she hangs up, the bodyguard's like, all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to call John back. I don't care what you tell him, but you need to say that, hey, you got to cancel dinner reservations. And they said that they weren't, she wasn't going to be allowed to talk to John at all after that. Once he drops off the film, your communications with him is done. You're going to be sent to Clearwater, Florida to their other headquarters, and everything's done with yep. you. The whole. The whole in Clearwater, yep. Florida. So she's like, fuck, I know what Clearwater, Florida is. And in Clearwater, Florida, they have like what's called the whole what art just brought up and it's basically just a concentration camp you know where like you're just being beat this shit out of and all this stuff it's just horrible it's like human human rights violations all over uh, all up yeah all up the wazoo and so she develops this plan to get her sorry hit the hit the with my dick (laughs) you know what by the way if you guys ever hear like a little jingling bell in the background of these recordings that's a little bell that Eric ties to the tip of his dick. Yeah, you can tell you can tell when I get particularly excited when someone says something because you can hear that. This is Prince Albert. That's be right. on the lookout for that sound. There's, yeah. your, there's your Easter egg for the for the episode. There you go. So she develops this plan to get her child out. You know the building, and so she calls one of her relatives. And says, "Hey, meet me at this address." And she basically kidnaps her own child. Yeah. And runs out the, the Scientology building with people running after her, um, saying, "You'll regret this. You'll regret this." And gets out of the building and leaves the Church of Scientology. Now, when she leaves, she talks to John and tells him everything that's happened. He goes, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. And so the, the rumor is, is John Travolta was going to, you know, get out of Scientology and start, you know, you know, divulging yeah. all this stuff about them. And it's right around this time. Like I said, John Travolta's career took like a nosedive. And, you know, all the tabloids started coming out. Oh, John Travolta is really homosexual. You know, he had this secret yeah. gay love affair. And, you know, he cheated on Kelly Preston with, you know, this old man. He did all these sexual favors, to, you know, to this person, that person, whatever, to land that movie role. And it, the Scientology just starts this smear campaign saying, hey, if you come out against us, we'll release all your auditing sessions. Yep. And they said, you need to come in right now, and we're going to do an auditing session. And this is about this time that the new leader of the church, David Miscavige, um, where he starts implementing all these like you know basically mafia rules. Yeah. He says we're gonna we're gonna videotape your um, your auditing session now. And he goes no 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 we're not gonna do that. You can release all anything you want against me, but you're not videotaping anything you want. You know, and so that's they come they strike a deal like hey if you only speak good about Scientology for the rest of your your, your career basically we'll leave you alone we'll leave Spanky alone because that's a part of Scientology's project. Um, belief system as well if somebody leaves scientology or speaks ill about you it's called fair game where they can do whatever they want they can harass you they can follow you they can you know blackmail you they can do all sorts of crazy shit to you if you talk shit yeah it's it's not just about the fact you know not just that we got dirt on you but like we got people outside your fucking door Mm -hmm. like there's people like fucking with your 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 phone it's basically the mafia you know yeah yeah it's you know they're which i don't fucking understand like every like this shit is fucking known like how the fuck are we not calling the police on somebody? How the fuck are, are the feds not fucking busting in a door and, and looking into some clockwork orange shit and fucking uh, uh, bring people out? I mean, we have a place that is known as the fucking hole. There's that bell sound. <laughs> I do get excited about the hole. The you hole. Know, that's it. Um, we have a place called the fucking hole, and it's fucking understood what it means. And I, I promise you, I promise you, as much shit as we fucking know, we don't know the half of it. But it's about that time that uh, John Travolta became Alec Baldwin. And uh, just kind of <laughs> everything just kind of fell off the, the face of the earth. But I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how 
all this shit can still be considered a, a government religion with all this stuff. That, and I know that, you know. You know who's fucking it it's up? Gotta be, it's got to be docu- It's got to be documented somewhere. Televangelists are the ones fucking it up. Because if it wasn't for televangelists being so normal, these guys wouldn't be able to get, get away with all the bullshit they get away with. The fact with. that they're just on they're yes. just on the air and just accept oh it as being. Oh, my God. Well, the fact that they're taking so much money. Like, mm-hmm. this is clearly a pyramid scheme. No offense. If there's any Scientologists listening. You're fair is game that now, person, Is that person That's a Scientologist? Why uh, are they yawning? Probably. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, televangelists have to be the reason like they're getting away with all this shit. Because if one goes down, the televangelists go down, oh, too. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, it's like they hide behind what's called the First Amendment. If you're a religious entity, yeah. you have all sorts of freedoms under you know the freedom uh-huh. of religion. So that's why they're able to get away with a lot of stuff. Because But they're operating like a business. Exactly. That's exactly. why for years, from 1950 all the way up until 1993... You know, the IRS was like, no, you are not a fucking, um, you're not a fucking uh, religion. You're a fucking business. You're a corporation, basically. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're basically a pyramid scheme. And to kind of backtrack a little bit with L. Ron Hubbard, he basically got in so much trouble for this that he basically started what's called Sea Org, which is where he, he had this fucking yacht yep. where he would sign people up to these billion-year contracts to serve on this ship for Sea Org. Yeah. Um, Insert to- YMCA in the Navy. Yes. Yep. That's right. In the Navy. And, you know, you would basically serve on this ship. You know, you would uh, basically be the fucking Scientology army, if you will. And you're basically on this ship. You're doing, you know, Scientologist shit. You're doing all this, yep. you know, research. And you're the fucked up thing about it is, is these people are fucking dying to get on this ship. Because it's only a select individuals get selected to Sea Org. And when you get on there, your your soul is this great magical thing. And once you get onto Sea Org, you're basically you know you're scrubbing barnacles off the ship. You're fucking swabbing the decks. You're cleaning the toilets with toothbrushes. You're fucking you know cooking in the yep. kitchen for hours. You're fucking giving L. Ron Hubbard pedicures. You're fucking you know for the next billion years. Billion years, and you're getting paid anywhere from I believe what they said was five to 60 cents a day to yep. do this it's basically free labor yeah. that's how the whole church operates too even in um the buildings like in hollywood and clearwater florida and stuff uh-huh. no one gets paid except for the higher ups like uh-huh. you know l ron and now david miscavige and then the higher ups I and mean, then you think about it like the way that they do this is they do they do a couple of billion dollar billion billion year contracts and like xenu pulled all this shit 75 million years ago like we are much closer to when Zenu did this shit than to the end of that fucking contract, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zenu was like, ahead of time. Zenu was ahead of time. <laughs> but I mean, it is, to go back to your point, this is a fucking business. The whole fucking thing started with a fucking, it started it's, with a fucking uh, uh, state income tax inspection. That's how Zenu yeah, got all the business. people in. And it's basically L. Ron Hubbard's paranoia creeping in. If you yep. look at his writings on this shit, it's all first Scientology. It's all stuff he already wrote about in his past Pulp Fiction books. It's which is ironic because John Travolta yeah. was in the movie Pulp Fiction. I just thought about that. You know, it's all <laughs> shit that he wrote before, like the thing about Thetans, the thing about going clear. All this was written, you know, on these these space books that he yeah. was writing and shit. Even like you know this whole um, thing about you know you you're an eternal soul and you know you keep reincarnating into you know a different body every year trying to find you know that that clarity. You know that that was all written in books that he wrote like in the 30s and the 40s as well. I I just feel like I can imagine L. Ron Hubbard like back in the day with just this wall full of like book covers, mm-hmm. right? And there's just all the different books he read and or he wrote. And uh, he, he just got a dart and just started throwing. Boom, hit that one. What's that one about? That's Xenu. Okay, we're going to start with that. 
Uh, what's this jump? Boom, overpopulation. All right, we're going to go up there. Uh, boom, H-bombs in the volcanoes. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I really wanted the snake god that fucking raped a dog and like came out with like, but nope, that's not, that's not what the darts hits. This is what we're going to make the yeah. religion out of. These are what my three fucking darts hit on. Fucking, I feel like that's almost how he did it because he, he, he just grabbed parts of various stories he'd written before. Another theory, too, I thought... It. I thought too is is that he was you know so stuck in his own head. He knew that he was a little bit mentally off. You you watch any interview with L. Ron Hubbard? Was he diagnosed with like mental illnesses? Yeah. But at the same time, this whole religion is it's like uh, psychology is like a big no no in this mm-hmm. religion. No, right? the, the audits is the most psychology you get. The audits is basically the the healthcare that you yeah. get mm-hmm. for fucking everything. Mental disabilities, physical audits. Physical disabilities, audits. You have a cold, audits. You, you have got cancer, attack, audits. Just be, negative exactly. attitude. That's right. That's yeah. why your heart is having a negative attitude. We're going to bring you in while you're having fucking epileptic Work, seizures. Work your way and through And goddamn it. it, if someone grab his tongue, the motherfucker can't talk through his epileptic seizure, we need to audit him right now. Fucking get him going. The audits is it. The audits is all the health care that you get. And that was one of the big things with um, John Travolta's kid. When John Travolta's kid died, uh, what was his name? His Trigger. kid died? Yeah, John Travolta's kid died. John Travolta's kid had Why a history is that making of... Your, that made your dick shake a lot. <laughs> the little bell is jiggling a lot once we start talking about John Travolta's kid dying. You know what? Uh, There's a lot of things that we need I, I, to audit I, you about, yeah, sir. There's you know, a lot I need a couple of, of things in that closet. You know what I mean? I need, 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 a couple of, need a couple of audits. Yeah, what can I say? But that, that was it. That was, you know, what, what the fuck was his kid's name? Trigger or something like that? It wasn't Trigger, Trigger, but it was something like that. Something like that, yeah. I think it was, but with an N. No. <laughs> no. It was not Trinner. It's Eric and Jacob to America. His, his name was not. Art likes to give fucking racial appetites on that. Somewhere, episode. somewhere, someone is laughing. That is not. His name is not Trinner. All right. His name was Trigger. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, no. But his his kid got sick. His kid had was was uh, had seizures and mm. had uh, uh, I believe it was epilepsy. Now that I think about it, or yeah, something it like was that. actually. And uh, they never took him to the doctors. They never gave him. And if I remember correctly, like it was something that Too would expensive. have been fairly <laughs> fairly easy to treat. Like yeah, yeah like they, it was one of those things that they they wouldn't have been able to cure the kid, but they would have been able to suppress uh, symptoms and actually fucking treat him. And nope, nope, we're just going to, you know, audit. We're going to try to, you know, get him clear and uh, call that good. And what happens? He dies. And so, uh, what, like three years later, they have a replacement baby. And that's that's how that goes. Yeah. And um, one thing, too, is is the reason why they believe that is because at the beginning um, of writing Dianetics, remember I was saying that Elrond said he had all these problems. He had a broken back. His eyesight was horrible. He had um, all sorts of these congestive heart failure or whatever. He had all these problems, but when he was sitting in the VA hospital, he cured himself with yep. Dianetics and Scientology. And that's what he, he told people. Scientology is the vaporu of, of religions. <laughs> yeah, yep. and so apparently once you get past uh, OT8, you're able to cure yourself of all fucking physical and mental ailments. And not only that, but you become a super being. Like you yep. start developing superpowers. You can start reading people's minds. You can start to fly. You can fucking transport through walls and things like that. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to do all this shit because you signed a contract for a billion years, bitch. You got to be alive. And no that's corpses why are fucking swabbing the decks. And this is why Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts because uh-huh. he believes he has superpowers. He thinks he's going to. Now, mind you, in, in that in that particular sense, in that one little Tom Cruise is a badass. Like he really and truly is, and the dude, the dude does everything you've ever seen that is stupid on film. He has done it. Although I will say he he believes it, and 
he takes an almost realistic take on it because he does take the time to train for those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that he his his catch is not that he has these superpowers, but that he can hone himself to the point that he can develop all of these superpowers. And that's one thing I'll say about Scientology that is kind of cool or kind of like i mean it does give you that fucking confidence that you can do this there's just little things that are holding you back that you need to just you know disregard and you know work out and you'll be able to do it i do kind of dig that part of it and that's that's where i think you know a lot of celebrities and people like in hollywood you know are attracted to it is because you're in hollywood you're used to going to auditions and being fucking rejected and you know your your fucking self-esteem has got to be down the shitter yeah and if you got this thing telling you hey you know all this is happening because you know you have little aliens in your body that are fucking making you a negative person and are holding you back if that's all it is and all you got to do is hold two fucking tin cans or whatever and tell somebody (laughs) your deepest darkest secrets to exercise that out then yeah i could see why it's so popular in hollywood because it's such a a me 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 yeah. me 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 industry that something that screams me 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 is going to attract people like that. I will say I do I do think I, I think that portion like the Dianetics and the 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 bare bones not not all of it but the bare bones of the auditing I do dig and I do think that's good. It's it's almost like the other side of the secret. The secret that whole book and that whole you know I'm not going to call it a scam but you know because it hasn't gotten quite that big but that whole, oh, fucking, that whole right? positive thinking that, and that's and so and so it's you know having the the, the vision board and saying and thinking and thinking things you know repeating stuff that's going to happen until it happens very trumpian in that sense in that you you know you want something to happen so you're going to see it happen and you're going to say it's happening and you're going to be very positive about it and you're going to you know create will those things so fulfill your prophecy cross the, the the finish line you know what i mean so on the opposite side of that is Dianetics, where it's not so much think positive as much as get rid of the negative. Admit all the bullshit you've done. Get delete. all of that shit out. Yeah, right? delete it. Fucking get that stuff. All your deepest, darkest. It's going to suck. Uh, we're going to record it, but get it out. Mm-hmm. And it will. And, and there is there is some actual merit to that. You know, there mm-hmm. is some merit to fuck. You know, like, like I said, you know, when I say stuff, you know, they're there. I feel better about it. So there is a little bit of merit in that. And I think that that's, that's kind of where it gets a lot of people, you know. And I think it takes simplest, simplistic things. Because like I said at the beginning, you know, there's sometimes like you just need to get something off your chest. If I've had a fucked up work week and I mean, you might not understand it. You don't work, you know, where I work at. But if I get it off, even if you don't understand it, like it feels good, like just being able yeah, to like talk yeah. through it. You know, and I think they take that and they morph it and perverse it a little bit. And it all becomes a way just to get your money because going back to the quote that L. Ron Hubbard said is, hey, there's no money in making books. Yeah, yeah. There's only money in, in religion. And if the government doesn't have to tax you, you more money. Right. And I believe as of right now, um, 2017, just the top three, because um, Scientology is not just one thing. It's a it's a it's a parent company of other companies yeah. altogether. And during the documentary for that Going Clear on HBO, uh, they said just the top three businesses or corporations under Scientology made four billion dollars each. Yeah, and it's all tax free. And the reason why it is tax free is because for years I want because I want to get into this because I want to talk about Operation Snow White is. The whole Aaron Hubbard's whole thing is he didn't want to pay taxes to yep. the IRS. He had this big vendetta against all government organizations, the FDA, the VA. Oh yeah, he Zenu they fucked everything up. Every, Zenu fucked everything up with a tax audit. Yeah, so he he's had this big vendetta against all these fucking federal agencies, and the biggest one was the IRS. And yeah. so that's because he didn't want his little income that he was getting being taken away from him. And so for forty years, that's why he lived on this ship, you know, yep. uh, for years. And then he later on he came back. Uh, but it's because everywhere he went, 
he didn't want to pay taxes because he felt that this was a religion and everywhere he went whether it be you know europe whether it be portugal chile or whatever all these different ports there's like nah you get if you're gonna be here you're gonna pay taxes it got to a point where we became infamous where like countries knew that like if this ship was coming they were they were raiding with each other hey you know we just saw you know fucking l ron hubbard and you know be aware <laughs> of these yeah. people are coming to, the, to your ports and you know, all the other stuff and mind you in the official story he's out there fucking changing the world you know yeah creating these you know creating the religion out at sea and all this other stuff but yeah you're converting krakens and shit uh-huh. so <laughs> But um, yeah, so everywhere he's going, he's basically on the run because, you know, he can't port in France because France is like, hey, you need to pay us taxes. You know, Interpol won't let him into England because, you know, hey, he's fucking evading taxes. Yeah, no, like when he, I think it was England, when he tried to get into England, like they were saying, you know, not just we're going to tax you, we will arrest you because you are doing criminal activities out here and just Mm -hmm. trying to get away. And like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And never mind, you know, the human, you know, rights violations that he's doing. He's paying people 50, 50 cents a week for fucking clean his boat and shit like that but um so for 40 years you know he's he's on the run you know because of basically tax evasion and so you know the irs is headstrong with it no you are not a religion you are a fucking corporation yeah. and you and it got to the point in the late 80s i want to say about 84 he owed the scientology as a whole owed the government about three billion dollars and the church was only valued maybe about a quarter of that so up until the end of his life which was in 1986 um he he was on the run and i guess he came back he snuck back in to florida and i guess eventually he had a fucking um was it a seizure or a i believe it was a stroke yeah he yeah, had yeah, a stroke yeah, yeah he had a stroke i was gonna say an aneurysm sure, but just no, that's positive not right. thought his way out of that shit man yeah exactly and here's how scientology perverted this now when he died uh david miscavige which was like kind of like his like right hand man at the time he took over the church and he, he held this big old conference, you know, for uh, all the Scientologists at the Palladium in Hollywood saying that <laughs> it's like the weirdest speech ever. You got you to just fucking YouTube it. But he basically says that 2,000 hours, you know, L. Ron Hubble, Hubbard disposed of his mortal carcass and is gone yep. um, intergalactic to, you know, go past OT8 or basically. And so they, they he basically announces his death that way and he takes over the church. Now I was gonna start- say I was I was just looking through, through Instagram for this uh, this Instagram account called They Didn't Die, and basically they just go through different obituaries and like say the different ways that in the obituaries they don't say they died they say how they passed away or how on you know May 18th you know whatever whatever so and so started you know uh, chipping shots with God or you know uh, fucking right all the different ways and that is I was looking for something like that a couple of examples but I couldn't find one real quick but that is the ultimate like. Yeah, you know, I he didn't didn't fuck he didn't fucking die. He disposed. He of his had body. disposed of his carcass of his uh, uh, rotting human carcass, and he is fucking. It's amazing. Yeah, and all he happened is he had a stroke and died. Yeah, but um, before that though, um, there was this plant this. <laughs> Operation Snow White and Art. Do you want to get into that? Because that's the one that I think hits you the most. Well, Operation Snow White was just like really interesting to me. I mean, because they put plants in the government. Mainly the nice, uh, uh, nice orchids and uh, azaleas and various other plants. Yeah. Oh well, they, they they put like <laughs> they put like informants inside the government. Art was generally confused there for a second of what I was saying. Sorry, no, I got it. I got what you're saying. I just couldn't tell if there was a jingling bell in the background or not. Um, Do you like azaleas? Uh, anyways, uh, m- mostly in the CIA and the DEA, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of strange that they picked those two. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the government, the government has a, a view uh, of how it actually went down, and, and the official 
Scientology reports have a thing of how it actually went down and no, this, we weren't actually trying to get information and no, this is actually illegal and no, this doesn't have to... It wasn't an official uh, church thing that went down. It was just like rogue members of the right. of Scientology that went down. and I, I just thought that was super interesting that they were like trying to get into the government to try to steal information no from no no the they did not try to get into the they government did. They, they did they did get into they the did. government they had hundreds of plants yeah. all over and i think the reason why the, specifically the cia and the dea were hit uh cia um deals with uh domestic issues uh-huh. or as fbi would be um foreign or is that is that the other way around no cia is domestic well they all right? do the same thing now yeah. it's just they're different intelligence agencies right. but they would put they would have they would tell people hey you're going to get hired, you know, at this government agency, and you're going to give us all the secrets that, that they have, you know, all the dirt, basically. Um, because, you know, they declared, because there's three phases of um, Scientology, then they, they're basically wars that they declare against yeah. the government. And this was the first war, and that they were going to put plants in each, you know, department. And there's even a rumor at my job that, you know, that a couple people got hired. And they were supposed to be giving out fucking secrets, you know, for social security. What? Yep. Secrets would they have at the? Well, if you door, have, you know, if you have someone social security, social security. If you have someone social, you have all their information. So that's why you would have that. So there's people, you know, the IRS building that you know they had plants in there, and there's people, you know, all these different. But even the drug. Um, the Shafter DMB guy hit pretty hard. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, but like all these places where they can get information about people yeah. and report it back to the church. Because it's all about blackmail. It is all about blackmail. So Just they, like they the want, auditing system. Yeah, so, the, so they want to know all the all of the trash they can get on individuals, on government agencies, on politicians. I thought the they CIA getting the hit fuck. was pretty fucking terrible. Because it's like if they can get in there... Well, the, the thing is, that it's, it's like not us. like it's not like that they're they're you know fucking body snatchers and you know taking over high ranking officials, killing them and putting in a clone. These are guys that they're playing the long game here. These are guys that are applying for a fucking analyst job mm-hmm. and then just working up the ranks. And then thirty years later, they're in a spot where they can share all of these things, you know, with Scientology. For every one guy that got that high, there's another dozen guys below him that got you know to the five or six rungs yeah. beneath him didn't quite mm-hmm. make it. But so they're they're it started as everyone's going in entry level. Everyone's just going in whatever level they can, everyone's working up. And now it is literally or I don't know about now, but at its height, it was literally hundreds of people at every fucking level of all of these different organizations. DEA, you know, L. Ron Hubbard did like his uh, uh I believe his choice was to mix alcohol with uppers and downers. Uh-huh. So the alcohol part would be legal, but the uppers and downers, depending on what he got and how he got it, <laughs> like the D, I could see how he would want to be, you know, in on what the DEA is yeah. doing. You know what I mean? So it's ba- yeah, it's basically well, a way to get blackmail, so that way they can get because what they want, they're trying to do here is they're trying to strong arm the government to say, hey, we are, you know, by any means necessary to get the government to say to settle with them that they are a religious group, so that yeah. way they don't have to pay the taxes. It, it, I didn't even think about this. But if they're so big into blackmailing, and this is the 1970s, this mm-hmm. is when the DEA, DEA was like super corrupt. I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to black blackmail the government. Because but they did, these- but they did, but they did get some dirt out on them, and this is how you know the, they got the snowball rolling yeah. with them to be able to get recognized as a fucking religious group. Uh-huh. And then not even that, but just even if you are a high-ranking official, even if you did not get any dirt, if it came out that you made it this high that in a federal office. And out of nowhere, the federal government's got to can you because fucking, you know, you're, you're a Scientologist and you were there. You know, you passed all the background checks 15 years ago. 
like that's, Mexico's that's gonna, gonna be like a bad. Joke. That's gonna be fucking ridiculous for them. It's you a know? PR so wanna, problem. Yeah. And they said one of them was is that they would follow um, IRS agents around like on d- their own personal time. And what they would do is they would put out these magazines like these, you know, wackadoo, you know, uh, Scientology magazines called like The Explorer or something like that. Yeah. And they would write this whole, you know, you know, publication about how, oh, the gov- uh, this IRS agent went and spent $50 on fucking, you know, Bloody Marys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Your tax dollars are being paid for it or paying for those. Yeah. And so they would release that and it would just be this bad PR. And working for the government that's all they really care about is like the pr they don't care you know that oh we accidentally gave out nine thousand dollars to the wrong person we just got to be able to cover it up and so when something like that happens they're they get really fucking up in arms about it jacob doesn't know anything about that no no, no, i do know but that actually happens oh god i was trying to cover you god damn it i don't care (laughs) and so and so if you got two thousand people doing this it becomes a big PR problem for yeah. the government, and so eventually, what happens is, you know, they're, you know, the IRS keeps shooting Scientology down, saying, "No, you are a fucking corporation," and you know, and once David Miscavige takes over as the leader of the church, he says, "Guess what? This is what we're gonna do." You know, Operation Snow White didn't work, so this is what we're gonna do. All of our members, and now, mind you, they say that there's, you know, about fifty thousand members, you know, yeah. domestically, and about a, millions of people, you know, worldwide that are Scientologists. He had about 2,500 people open up individual lawsuits against, you know, government agencies and individual yep. individual government workers, and they bombarded them. They started. They filed it on a Friday, and Monday morning, the courts were flooded with all these lawsuits against, like, the IRS and all these agencies. And eventually, the government said, "You know what? We're going to settle this. If you fucking retract your um, your lawsuits." We'll give what you want. We'll recognize you as a fucking, you know, religious organization. You'll be protected by the First Amendment, and you won't have to pay any taxes. And we'll forgive that $3 billion tax yeah. debt for the last 40 years. Yeah, because it, it, all of those lawsuits are probably going to get tossed out. But it's going to take fucking time. It's going to take time, time and, and money. resources. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to, and of course, you know, they're, they're going to go through the process of getting all of them out. And one's going to slip through the cracks, and then they're going to have to deal with that. And, and, and it's just going to be such a pain in the ass that... It's actually kind of worth all the, the money that they're forgiving. Yeah, it's, it's, a genius, it's a genius fucking move. To be honest with you, like like L. Ron Hubbard is the like premier supervillain, super supervillain <laughs> genius. He's you the know penguin, what I mean? basically. He's the red. He's, he's fucking. Penguin. He's fucking. You know, got it. You know, he, his his mindset. He's got the money. He's got the resources. He's got the absolute lunacy. Fucking. He's he's a supervillain. You know what I mean? The only other person that could be more dangerous would be like Richard Branson or fucking Elon Musk. Those would be like yeah. the only more Elon dangerous Musk supervillains right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So that said, that's ninety three. This all happens or yep. whatever, and yep. this is like when Snow like, White. Snow White was in seventy seven. Seventies, yeah, no, yeah. That, Snow White was in the seventies. But then when they actually did the whole oh, lawsuit yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. this is about ninety three when all this happened. So YouTube this, like, go on the um, the interwebs and YouTube, you know, David Miscavige, nineteen ninety three um, IRS. And what you'll show is this big elaborate. It looks like fucking Dungeons and Dragons or what's that fucking medieval times where you go to fucking, you know, eat your dinner and you watch like the fucking medieval oh, times. Oh, medieval times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like this huge, just cheesy fucking event, right? And yeah. he's just announcing that we won the war and then all these like lasers start shooting out everywhere, what? smoke and fire and all that starts happening. 
And it's just this cheesiest thing ever. And it, he goes, now we're ushering a new era of fucking Scientology. And so what they start doing is, is that's when they start buying all this property yep. all over the world, yep. you know. Because now it's tax-free. It's all tax-free. But to be recognized as a religious organization, you have to do something with the money. You can't just harbor all the money. Right. And so they start buying all these buildings. And they start growing because they fucking have, you know, all this money to spend, you know, on property. And all these fucking, you know, like in Hollywood, all yeah. these testing centers and places that, you know, they can keep people captive, like in Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> Because, again, uh, fucking uh, uh, real estate, that is one of the best fucking uh, investments that you can make. Exactly. You know, as long as the bitch doesn't burn down, that's that's a pretty good investment as long as you keep up on it. Because you know? it can only appreciate in value. Exactly. This is this shit? This fucking, it looks like the Grammys. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it is. And they have one of those every single year to give, like, it's basically Jesus. like an update of fucking, you know, the, you know, Scientology. And Before the show actually starts, they uh, they always uh, sacrifice a, a virgin to the memory of Zenu on his uh, <laughs> on his mountaintop. Zenu's on a mountaintop, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is fucking. Uh, he, He's he, that demon from a night on Bald Mountain on fucking Fantasia or whatever. <laughs> Bald Mountain? Are you talking about John Travolta? He is a big man now, but come on. <laughs> but yeah, this incident, this incident with John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why fucking Tom Cruise is such a, a pivotal figure, and. Not to drag this podcast out any further, just watch the fucking documentary on HBO. It's called Going Clear. It'll, it'll just fucking change your fucking mind just about this. Just hang out and spend a couple of hours just mindlessly watching the Scientology channel, man. It, it will change your fucking life. <laughs> you know what, life. though? It's, it's not bad. Oh, my God. Michael Pena, the guy from uh, Ant-Man's a Scientologist? Yes. Yes. Dude, and half of the cast of that 70s show is uh, Scientologist. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'm just going through the people that I might know here. Oh, keep going. I mean, keep talking. Gonna see, we're going to see Jesus' smiling face on there. Fucking, oh my God, he's a Scientologist? He's, he's famous enough to fucking warrant a Scientology page? Holy shit. No, I think he's too Republican to be <laughs> a Scientologist. But uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Uh, you know what? I, I imagine that uh, Jesus would want to save some money. And so, you know, fucking putting it all into Scientology would be uh, the smart move. Let them keep it and buy he, buy he, up. He is a government contractor. Maybe he is a fucking mole for Scientology. Maybe he knows. Maybe they got into his. What, what does he work it. for? Jesus Fuentes. Jesus Fuentes. He's government a, mole. He government is. contractor mole. <laughs> <laughs> can um, we can we just get like a, a, a like a, a picture of Jesus as like a like a little mole like popping Leah his head Ra- out of the ground? Ramin? How do you, how do you pronounce that? Leah Re- Ramin. Leah Remini. I think I talked to Jacob before we started recording. She's way too be way too hot to be uh kevin james's wife yeah what the hell is that she said that one of the reasons why uh she got out of it was because she had grown up in scientology Mm -hmm. and she remembered not really like not having any time with her parents and she was on vacation and she was studying because she's scientology supposed to and so she's studying outside while her kids are like jumping into the pool and stuff like that and her kids come over and say mommy you know jump in the pool this jump in the pool and I can't. I got to read this. I have to do my, you know, I have to do my study and I have to do all that. And so she just stopped, put the book down, watched them for a little bit, and was like, "God, I'd love to rape those children." No, fucking, uh, no. I miss. I don't want to miss all these times with my kids. No bell rang. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to miss all these times with my kids. Fucking, um, like I miss time with my parents doing all the studying, and that was when she started to get out of it. And then, well, she also too, she she witnessed a lot of fucking abuses in yeah. the church. And I think that's one thing we didn't really go over just because of time. But yeah, there's a lot of fucking. No, we just went over the hole and solitary confinement. That's I think that's that's yeah, yeah. that's enough to paint a general picture of the abuses <laughs> within yeah, Scientology. Yeah, and if you fucking if you fucking turn against the church, 
you have to disassociate with everybody in your family. So speaking yeah. of family, so once Leah Remini fucking, you know, left the church, um, people that she was related to and people that she was friends with have to basically look at her as non-existent anymore. And she said, that's what fucking killed right. me too. And she was being asked to, you know, once somebody, you know, turned against the church, she had to disassociate with those persons. She goes, wait a minute. I might not agree with them, you know, on a religious aspect of stuff, but she's still my friend. Right. You know, right. I'm not disassociating with her. I'm not going to, you know, go stalk her and go fucking put, you know, red paint on her doorstep or whatever, or put like a dog shit bag on fire on front of her doorstep or whatever, just because she turned against Scientology. You know, like I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? She only said that because she did actually do that, and she was just trying to push away the fucking uh, suspicion. Exactly. It wasn't me. I didn't fucking do that. I didn't yeah. put the, fa the flaming dog poop on your fucking front porch. And that is a big thing too. Like once you leave the church, you know they. That free, wi free, that free free game. I, I just saw that Cedric from the Mars Volta used to be in the, in Scientology. Uh -huh. That's so fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah. But yeah, no fair game, and that is that is everything. That is all of the major stuff, or just as simple as you know what uh, a church member is just gonna pull a prep, you know flaming dog poo on your porch, fucking mm -hmm. uh, ding dong ditch, you know all that stuff. And That's since they fair have, game. And, and since they have all this money, they can finance it. And I guess one of the fucking. Um, old executives or whatever they turned against the church finally because they were put in the hole yeah. and they were being abused and so what he did is he moved cross country and they followed him this whole group yep. and they had hats they had t-shirts they had you know these big video cameras and they would just sit outside of his house just video recording him the whole time yep. and fucking just trying to find out as much dirt as he could trying to smear his name as best as they could you know bring out stuff he said or did in the 50s or whatever just to fucking drag his name yep. out because it's all about it's all about money and blackmail That's even it. the even the even the the leader david miscavige his own father his own father left the church mm -hmm. and he fucking put out this whole smear campaign against his own father too so they yeah. don't they don't have any any um any boundaries there you know they don't give a fuck who yeah, you are no, if you talk no. ill against the church you're fair game the church is it the church be, is we're technically the, fair game now right yeah i think we have been fair game yeah you know I mean? but i want to fight tom cruise and i want to fight tom cruise I, I don't fucking like him i hated him ever since fucking uh interview with a vampire i don't like any of his don't, fucking movies don't you, fuck him don't for being the last you. samurai that that's pretty yeah oh, that you know mummy what? movie was, was really horrible valkyrie valkyrie is amazing that that nazi movie yeah I never bother watching because I don't like Tom Cruise. Well, I was a fan of Tom Cruise's performance in Tropic Thunder. Just saying. Oh, where is that fat executive yeah. or whatever? And he dances at the end. <sighs> I didn't watch it. I didn't watch that movie. That's, that was just a cameo, so it was just like. Whatever. No, he was he was there. He had a few scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, that evidently, uh, Tropic Thunder is the only uh, acceptable form of blackface to have ever existed. <laughs> you got nominated for an Oscar for it. Yep. Robert Downey. Yep. Dang. But anyways, well, that said, speaking of blackface. Eric, wrap this you up? want to wrap this what? up, Eric? What? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, what the fuck? You know what? I'll just take it. Uh, yeah, so I think that's it. Uh, so uh, if you like the show, uh, go on to the Facebook page, like the page, join the Facebook group. Uh, we do try to do, do a Facebook Live thing on this so you can see our beautiful faces or Art yawning like he is right now live. Um, I just want to give a shout out to our Scientologist listeners. That's right. To all the Scientologist listeners, thank you very much. Please don't start recording us outside of our homes. Um, again, all the hate mail goes to Jacob, uh, and you can get it. All Jacob. physical mail goes to Art, <laughs> and and uh, so you, yeah. if you want to get to Jacob, uh, he basically is the uh, at Art and Jacob Do America podcast Instagram account. Uh, Art would be at Robots versus Robots, and I am at E B Castillo the first. That's with the number one. Um, like the Facebook, uh, join the Facebook group. Let us know what you think you're doing right, think we're doing wrong. Uh, please constructive criticism, and if we like it, we might 
you know, change the show up with whatever whatever suggestions you have. And if we don't like it, you can suck my left nut for even having such a horrible idea and think we're doing something bad like that. Um, and I also want to say to uh, make sure you go to iTunes or Pocket Cast or whatever, wherever you listen to these podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, make sure you leave us a review because apparently that helps us on the charts or whatever. Gets us more recognition, gets yep. us more publicity, gets us sponsors, gets us... Uh, the ability to buy these nice little energy drinks so we have enough energy to talk yep. to you every single weekend. And um, it just basically helps us because we're going to have to pay $100 here to renew our uh, website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we need to So that's coming up soon. Yep. And that'd be nice to have more money to pay for us. Yes, it would. So, you know, like it, enjoy it, and all that stuff. Listen, share, review, do all of that good stuff. Um, Go to notdeadgetapearl.com, use uh, E.B. Castillo at uh, checkout for a 10% discount. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, and yeah, just, just help us out, you know, help us uh, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, who, they should, who should they tell our... They should tell their mamas and their boo-boos too. I almost forgot to That's say right. that. I didn't. I didn't. That was why I asked, you know what I mean? Uh, Lizard Jackman, Emily Kerrigan, use the shout-outs, babes. Um, and uh, yeah. Also, I want to shout out my cousin Keith in Montana. He's been doing the Lord's work up there, uh, spreading the word of Art and Jacob Blue America. Go. That's right. God yeah. bless you, sir. Um, when you come back to Bakersfield, you're gonna have to get on this show with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling everybody. And tell tell everyone. Tell tell your mom and your boo boo too. And tell uh, uh, your daddy and your moo moo. And uh, tell a mailman. Tell a congressman. That's right. Write your congressman. Tell a milkman. Right. Tell a milkmaid. Tell a meter maid. And, uh, stick stickers tell. everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, it's legal stickers. or illegal. Preferably. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. If somebody Please. puts an Art and Jacob Do America sticker on a Church of Scientology wall, we'll do something cool. Dude, we should do a field trip, dude. To I, I really want to do an e meter reading and just give them bullshit. Have you guys ever been to one before I wrap this up? No. no. I went to the one in Portland because it, it looks like a bookstore. Fucking crazy, dude. My girlfriend has been to the one in New York. She said that you can tell definitely how you can get like charmed into it and shit like that. Definitely. So, it yeah. feels like you're just in the most welcoming fucking Barnes and Noble of all time. <laughs> they are they are All uh, of them are welcoming though. They are technically called uh, what they're not churches, they're libraries, right? Yeah. Or reading like, rooms or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Dude, I want to do like Christopher Reeve, like quick story real quick before we sign off. Yeah. Christopher Reeve was like, I want to see what this bullshit's all about. So he walks in there before Superman, mind you, and they do a, a e-meter reading on him in an audit session or whatever. And he starts giving him the story of fucking uh, some Greek mythology or whatever. And he's just making up all this grand bullshit or whatever. And he just wanted to test him to see if like they would catch on to it, if it was bullshit or not. And I'm like, oh my God, sir, this is off the charts. This is some crazy shit. You're 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 able to come up with some past life stuff that's re- like like spot on. And he just like walked out of there and he goes, dude, any religion that's trying to say that fucking you know I was a part of Greek mythology, I, I can't be associated with yeah. shit. So um, that's something I want to do. I want to go in there and fucking tell like a Goodfellas, but like the plot to Goodfellas or the Godfather or something like that, just to see what would happen. They made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Oh my God, sir! And I asked my Godfather. This movie role would change my life if I got it. And then all of a sudden, my godfather put a dead horse's head in the bed of that Hollywood executive. <laughs> and then the Hollywood executive rolled over and said, Oh, 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 <coughs> honey, how you doing? I'm sorry if I woke you. I had a bad dream. Kissed it. That's how you it. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> so with that said, everybody, I'm fucking tired. I'm over this topic. <laughs> Good night. Good night. You get out there.
Do you ever think, Mr. Hubbard, that you might be quite mad? Oh, yes. The one man in the world who never believes he's mad is a madman. <laughs>